always draw for the critics, the marks, the casual, and the hardcore. I think they said yeah. Introducing your hosts, let's give it up for the prescription fill-in, smart slaying, cowboy boot-wearing, son of a gun, make some noise for Doc Haas. Because the great don't need to be goaded into greatness. They seek it out, they crave it. They dare the entire locker room to come after them, just like I'm going to seek you out. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. Nope, it's just our third man. Johnny Smarks, Smarks. Who said you can speak while there's a microphone in my head? And here is your host with the most, the baby face of podcasting, J.C. Bones. Let's make one thing clear. I don't watch this business. This business watches me. Sit back and enjoy your dose of kayfabe consumption as you listen to the fourth wall Wrestlecast. Oops, I'm breaking the fourth breaking wall. The fourth wall. And what up, fam, and welcome to your one-stop shop for all things music, TV, pro wrestling, film, sports, and so much more. Welcome to the Fourth Wall Cast. Be sure to check us out right here every Sunday on the Fourth Wall Pop Network. I am your host with the most, the babyface of podcasting, J.C. Bones. And as always, I am accompanied by my right-hand man, the man with the plan. He is a man on a mission. Let's make some noise, put your hands together, get up on your feet, and show some love for the one and only Doc Haas. What up, Doc? What up, man? I like the Men on a Mission name. You like that, right? Yo, I was hyped. on a Mission from I was hyped for you to be here I like tonight. that, man. I was hyped. That was freaking... You were. That was hyped, dude. I kind of feel like King Mabel right now. They, they, King Mabel? You're, you're better than King Mabel, bro. Because don't forget, King Mabel becomes Viscera, and then it's like, eh. You know, no, it dude, goes I from say, like... I was never a Mabel fan. Yeah, no, never. Even when, like, Mabel was, like, the next big thing, I was like... Remember when Mabel was supposed to be the third man in the NWO? Oh, yeah, but... <laughs> remember when Mabel was supposed to be, like, the future, like, the, the future WWE champion? Yeah, remember that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, remember he faced Diesel? Faced, like, at, Diesel. And he won King of the Ring. Oh, what, what, what a what a failed... I heard he had a lot of, I heard he had a lot of heat backstage for being like, like unsafe to work with. Like guys didn't really like him. He was kind of a, I I hear not to speak ill of the dead, but I've read, I guess, Mm -hmm. uh, in numerous places around the wrestling internet verse that he was kind of a dick. Yeah. And uh, people didn't enjoy working with him. Right. Well, see, uh, he he was he was a big man in wrestling, but he was like a great colleague where he was just a big man, but there was nothing else to him. Yeah, it, it seemed up. like he had no no respect for the sport, right? Of it. That's what that's what it, that's what it looked like. Yeah, and I anyway. think that was problems he had. But anyway, 1995K in the rain winner, Mabel. Back, back in the day. So anyway, dude, how you doing, bro? You good? I'm doing all right, man. It's been a uh, it's been a it's been a, a bittersweet week. It has. I know it world. has. But before we yeah. get to that, because I know you're getting already getting a little choked up here, but. I got some breaking news for everybody. I don't know if you heard the breaking news, Doc. Are you sitting down? 
Oh, always. You're, are you, so you're sitting down. All right, so breaking news, guys. The fam is back together. Reunited. And it feels so, so good. That's right, everyone. The Jersey Shore family reunion is coming back. February 27th, fully loaded with Mike the Situation, who has now been released from jail. Hello, party's here. The party's here. They are all back together. You got Ronnie, you got Vinny, you got Paulie, you got Jay Wow, you got Snooky, you got the Situation, you even got Angelina's, and you got Dina's. Cab's here. So, be prepared. February 27th, Jersey Shore family reunion. Returns. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. I'm sorry. I got excited for that. How are you not excited about that, Doc? Are you fucking serious, bro? I'm dead. I'm I'm dead serious right now, bro. This this is the shit that, that you want to talk. You want to talk about the Jersey fucking shit? Yeah, dude. Of course. You you never I watched I expect this. You once again, once again, you watch Total Divas. I sh- I should expect nothing less. Yo. Listen, Jersey Shore Yo, Family Reunion is you watch the great. You you watch Real Housewives of New Jersey also? No, I don't watch Real Housewives of New Jersey oh. or the OC or any of that shit. It doesn't get no. doesn't get that deep. It doesn't, doesn't get, get that, that deep. deep for me. No, just Jersey Shore. Okay, Jersey well, Shore. why? Tell me why? Why should I waste a fucking second of my life watching the watching Jersey what? fucking Shore? These are mature adults now. They are all grown up. They are in relationships. They're, a lot of them are parents. I, I'm not. I'm and not saying that they're not. But why they still should know I ever watch the Jersey? But they don't want him to just get out of jail. Yeah, the situation, bro. Won't you pay attention? But that doesn't. Say, that doesn't sound very responsible. It was tax evasion. It was nothing criminal. That's it was, not responsible. That's just, but he he's a clean. He's clean now. Doesn't drink no more. Dude, he's yeah, a changed, he's a changed nice, man. Good. I'm not saying that. I'm, listen, I'll never say that they're they're, they're actors and actresses. I understand they're not terrible people. I've never, I don't think that they're these awful, awful human beings that they portray themselves to be on TV. They're they're acting. They were hired to do a reality TV show. Reality TV is not real. Dude, they weren't like, acting. That that were, was, that all none they, of that stuff was they scripted. Were ex- <laughs> they were exaggerated versions of their own personalities. Much like a great pro wrestler. Look at that. Kayfabe, right? And, when res- and like wrestling that. is reality TV for sports fans. Right. That it that, is. That's what wrestling is. Let's be real here. Right. So, that being said, I never understood the appeal of the show. I hate the light that it painted New Jersey in. I feel like the town of Seaside Heights has never recovered from MTV's invasion. You're right. I totally agree with you, you know, on that. Like, like, they totally... like. Seaside sucks now ever since they left. Like, they kind of left the town for worse. So, right. I really don't. The, the Jersey Shore leaves a bitter taste in my mouth. I mean, obviously, the hurricane and the fire also had a lot had to a do lot with to that. Do with it, right. You know, but it, it, there was a. There was a downward, like, kind of spiral for Jersey Shore at start, yeah. for Seaside at start of the Jersey Shore, which sucks. I used to go to Seaside a lot when I was a little kid. I used to love going to Seaside. That was like. That was like some of my first memories that my stepdad and like in my life was like going to Seaside and doing things like that because he lived in Ortley. Okay. Right. So the Jersey Shore just not not the rain on your little fucking Jersey Shore parade, but they've never done it for me. And it's nothing to do with the with the actors as people. It has to do with this just a stupid fucking show, and I don't like it. Well, listen, I never watched it when it first came out when they were all younger and they were just a bunch of okay. 
stuck up Guidos, want wannabe Guidos. Now, like I said, it, it's it's more enjoyable to watch them now because they're little they're adults now, and it's still fun to watch. They were the best, and none of them were like only like one of them was is like Italian, and actually right? Italian. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're all like freaking Irish and Hispanic or yep. whatever. Like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> oh man! So you're just a show where you're stereotyping Italian Americans. Mm-hmm. And you're not even using Italian Americans to stereotype Italian Americans. Jim Tan Laundry. Like at baby. least, at least do it with some respect. Jim Tan <laughs> Doesn't Laundry. Does that offend you as an Italian American? Does that sh- that sh- how does that not offend you that uh, that's the it, stereotype you're portrayed as? It really didn't, because it, it was more of a stereotype of being from Jersey, not from be not for being Italian. Don't lie. You weren't offended because you were down there at the club with them every weekend. Oh, hell yeah. Of course. Playing I your fucking to, percussion, dude, dude. I used to go to Bar Ray on Tuesdays for Beat the Clock. No, I used to go. I went to Beat the Clock a few times, dude. Yo, man. I used to go to DJs, headliners. That was my jam back, back, back in my heyday. I, I can't do uh, I that never, shit no more. Now I'll be, the, I'll be the oldest person at the bar. Times. I've been to the headliner a couple times. But if I go to a bar now, it's like always Bond Street in Asbury. Yeah, or like Clancy's and Neptune. If I go to a bar, it's like some no-name pub on like some dark corner somewhere. Those are the closest places I have the no-name pub dark corners where I live, living on the shore. Right. Yeah. So, well, anyway, enough talk about reality TV. Let's talk about reality. Because reality has finally set in for a very upset and heartbroken Doc Haas. But we all saw this coming. We all knew it was, it was bound to happen. Uh, talking about yes. Eli Manning uh, announcing his retirement. He's going to officially announce it uh, on Friday. Actually, you listen to this Sunday, so he just announced it officially a couple days ago. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Eli Manning is finishing off his 16th year playing in the NFL, 16 years straight on the New York Giants. Uh, a couple of his accolades. He, he played 210 straight games from 2004 to 2017. Third most all time. Oh, third lo- third most. Third longest streak in history of the NFL. It says he has the second longest consecutive. Oh yeah, that's right. He passed Peyton. Second longest. Yeah, that's second right. longest. Second longest. And he's Peyton. also the seventh all time leader in passing yards and eighth leader Truth. in touchdowns. Truth. So, and how many Super Bowl rings does he have? Uh, two. Two. Hey man, that's two more than some some other people. So. And who did he beat? Both times, Tom Brady and the New England Patriots. Yep, the juggernaut that is the New England Patriots can never figure out Eli and Tom. Um, yep, in the in the Super Bowl, the Giants, as a matter of fact, have probably played the Patriots better than any other team. Like you know, during the Patriots dynasty of the Belichick Brady years. I mean, even like the year the Giants beat them when so when Eli led him to the first Super Bowl in 08, they closed that season against the the Patriots. And I believe it was a Saturday night game. The Patriots were 17 and 0, looking to go 18 and 0. And the Giants had made the playoffs already as a wild card. They knew they were they were playing. They knew they were going to Tampa the next week. Uh, the Patriots were obviously undefeated. They knew they had home field advantage throughout the playoffs. But they still went out, and they still played hard, and they played a great game. I believe the Patriots won, it was like 38-35, something like that. And you know, it was one of the toughest that any team had played the uh, 
Patriots the whole season. I think the Ravens had played them really tough a few weeks before. Besides that, the Patriots steamrolled through that perfect season. But when we were watching the game, and I remember I was, up, I was up, in, up in North Jersey at my aunt's house. We were having a Christmas party. It was around Christmas time. And we're all watching this game. And I'm just sitting there like, they can beat this team. Like, on the right day, they can beat this team. So then the playoffs start, and Eli just becomes unstoppable. He was unstoppable. It was like you were watching Joe Montana out there. The Tampa, the Dallas game. Oh, the Dallas game was one of my favorite games. And like, like the, one of my favorite sports moments ever was a Dallas game. Fuck the damn Super Bowl, going down to fucking Dallas and beating Dallas in Dallas. They were division champions. Oh, <laughs> oh, dude, it was. It, it it just gets me ecstatic thinking about it. It was that was. That's probably my favorite Giants team. It's easily my favorite Giants team ever, like in the history of the of the, the team. I, I remember all the way back to 1990 when they won that Super Bowl. That's like my first football memories was that season because mm-hmm. I just think they were so good and there were so many highlights. It just got ingrained in my head. I I would watch every game. I, I freaking loved it, you know. But anyway, back to 2008, like and Eli just left. And then oh, the Green Bay game. They, 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 the 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 NFC title game was the second coldest game like played in Lambeau Field's history. The only game that was colder was, oh, you ever heard of the Ice Bowl from like yes. the 1960s? Yep. That was the only game ever that was colder than that NFC title game. Mm-hmm. And and that, in the game the Giants and the Packers played, and Eli played in, wasn't even close to like what the Ice Bowl's temperature was. I think there was still like 25 degrees colder at the Ice Bowl with negative 50-something degree winters. Could you imagine going to play football in that? I could never imagine. I can't. No. I I I've been watching all the old like Super Bowl like thing videos the past week, getting ready for the game and everything. And I was watching one of the ice bowl things, and dude, there was like sixty thousand people watching that game. Could you imagine getting up that morning, walking outside, and saying, "Man, fuck this cold. I'm going." Like, I, it's just this shit ain't stopping me. I'm going to that football game. There's no way. When I was like, "Fuck this, I'm going inside. I'm going to watch the TV." That is that is commitment right there. That that is those are loyal fans. You know what, though? In 1967, man, not everybody had a TV in their home yet. Right. And and I don't – actually, I think back then, local games couldn't be broadcast locally. Like, that was part of the deal, like, because they didn't want – they were afraid it was going to cut in the gate receipts. This was before, like, fo- television and football became huge money things like they are today. Right. So, but either way, it was one of the coldest games in 2008. The Giants won on an overtime field goal – by their kicker Larry Tynes and Eli was you know, had a good game then and then the Super Bowl just did that Manning I was watched it I watched it yesterday as soon as I I heard I was home sick yesterday and as soon as I heard the news I just put on like a 2008 documentary and I which was a seventh season documentary to Super Bowls in 2008 right and made a Tyree the helmet catch just, I remember I was at my uh, at my friend my friends the Doyles who are you know James Doyle Doyles yep and uh, yeah so. I grew up with all those dudes, and they have they have an uncle. Shout out to the Doyle clan and the Woods clan, who also involved in the story. We were up in Red Bank watching the game. We were all at a house party, and there was everybody there is a Giants fan. It's like a bunch of Giants fans. Grill, the Jets fan, or Smarky, as we like to call him, the Jets fan. Sorry, it's non kayfabe world over there. <laughs> and then and uh, and Rico, the Forty ers fan, and then just about. 
25 Giants fans crammed in this living room in a house in Red Bank, stared at this TV that I don't even think had an HD feed yet. Oh we God. all could have went to a bar and watched HD, but we would have rather been in a house together. Right. Because since we'd all been friends and, 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 and we'd all been like kind of like adults, the Giants had never won the Super Bowl. So it was like a real special moment for everybody. And I remember when Tyree went up. And he made that catch, and he put that helmet back, catch that ball in his head. We're all just staring at the TV, silent. And I, just, and I go, I remember just going, like, he fucking caught that ball. He caught that fucking ball. That didn't hit the ground. And I was like, no way. And they showed the replay. The place went absolutely bananas. And then when freaking Burris catches the touchdown, the people that were in the basement watching the game thought the roof was going to cave in. We were going so <laughs> bananas upstairs. I mean – just to do and and to beat the eighteen and no Patriots. Oh my goodness! And a freaking Boston team, like on top of that, and Tom Brady, and uh, and I got nothing but respect for Bill Belichick. He's got Giants blood in him. He was a D coordinator on those teams that won the suit the first two Super Bowls. But beating him's always when you beat the best. That's that, that's special. It always feels good. It always and feels then good. four years, and then what? Four years later, he fucking did it again. Mm-hmm. Eli and the Giants did it again against the same damn team four years later. Same type of playoff run. He went into the Super Bowl, and the Patriots were like the better team. But even Pats fans I talked to before Super Bowl 46, they were just like, <clears throat> excuse me. They were like, I, I don't feel good about this game at all. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, I, I know you look in the paper and the Patriots, but I just think, I think there's something like, there's a mental block, I think, with Tom Brady and his team after that Super right. Bowl. Tom Brady in Super Bowl 42, the Giants D line like abused Tom Brady like he ain't never been abused before. They just just slap his ass silly all over the damn field in Arizona. It was beautiful to watch. And listen, I got respect. I mean, you can't not respect Tom Brady. Once again, there's nothing like beating the best. Right. Well, and when the Eagles beat, and when the Eagles beat the Pats, it's funny. My my stepfather, who just passed away, he was a big Eagles fan. He said the same thing. There's nothing like beating the best in the freaking Super Bowl. Then you know you really fucking earned it. Everybody always said those Giants wins were flukes, and I'm like, that's bullshit, man. They got those wins because they really earned it. Yeah, they earned it when when they needed Eli Manning to step up, he stepped up and he delivered. That, there that was, shows what all your hard work that you put in the whole season pays off. Yeah. All I did was one game at a time, one play at a time. One, Eli was the master of one play at a time. Right. You know, a lot of the, the big the question now has been, is Eli going to the Hall of Fame? And I, I, that, for me, w- w- undoubtedly. Yeah. He's not a first ballot Hall, Hall of Fame. No. He's not a first ballot. He's a maybe – Fourth, fifth, sixth, maybe even seventh time on seventh time on the ballot, he'll finally get in. Like, like it's not gonna be like Peyton. Peyton's gonna be in immediately. Eli's gonna have to wait a little longer, you know. And, and that's I, I, I'm cool with that. Like I, I respect that. I understand that. You know. Well, all in so, all, man, Eli Manning is definitely going to leave a legacy behind him. Uh, I mean, him and and the entire Manning family. It's crazy how the family just ha- just produced so much talent in the NFL. You want to hear some crazy shit about the Manning family? Yeah. There's a middle brother, Cooper Manning, who was the wide receiver, and he apparently was just as good of a wide receiver as they were quarterbacks. Like he probably would have been 
an all pro football player also. And I don't, you know, I don't think Eli ever was all pro. And that's like always been the knock on Eli's hall of fame candidacy. Right. Was like, you know, you know, or Peyton's definitely hands down a hall of famer. Archie's hands down, not a hall of famer. You know, doesn't have the stats. Didn't win a lot of games. He played for the terrible Saints teams. And the mm-hmm. same, the Saints were awful in the seventies. Right. There's just no, it, it's not like the Saints we know now with Drew Brees. They were terrible. Um, but, you know, Eli, you know, he's he's a little more of a question mark because he wasn't in the level of Breeze or Brady or Rodgers or Peyton, who are the best of his generation. But but he still he has his own his own accolades. He still yeah, he's broke top ten all time passing, top yeah. ten touchdowns, two Super Bowl MVPs. I mean, mm-hmm. you read that off to me, that sounds like a Hall of Fame resume. Right. You know, people say, oh, he padded stats at the end of his career, he wasn't as good. What quarterback did? Right. Johnny Unitas was terrible at the end of his career. Joe Namath was dog shit at the end of his career. And he, he was still throwing for yards. It wasn't like he right. wasn't throwing touchdowns. He just wasn't a great quarterback anymore. Eli hasn't been a great quarterback probably in about three years. You know, And I'm not saying elite. I think there's elite and then there's great. And Eli was definitely great. Right. You can't win two Super Bowls in that way and not be great. He's definitely a Hall of Famer. The Giants should retire his number. The Giants don't retire numbers real anymore. They should retire his damn number because he's is he's been a pleasure watching that man play football since for the past what sixteen years, 16 of, my, years. of my life. Yeah, freaking pleasure. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Eli. Yes. Thank you so much, man. Thank you, Eli, for beating the Patriots uh, twice in the Super Bowl. Hey, you're welcome. You're welcome, Jets. <laughs> yes, thank you. So at least it feels like it feels like us Jet fans got got something out of it. Uh, but again, thank you very much for for the uh, for the career, for the legacy, for the memories, and all the best to Eli Manning from the Fourth Wall Cast team. Now you know we'll go from one legend to another legend. The next legend I got to talk about is. One furry motherfucker by the name of Gritty. So yes, our favorite Philadelphia Flyers mascot, Gritty, has made headlines lately. Because uh, supposedly he Superman punched, donkey punched a, a child. <laughs> no, he's Superman. What they have described is undoubtedly a Superman punch. Like, when they describe it in the article, the first thing that comes to my mind is fucking Roman Reigns, Superman punch or somebody. That's all I thought, right? It was a Superman punch. Until I see different, it's a Superman punch in my brain. All I'm thinking is Gritty's big orange ass jumping up in the air and just bitch slapping, (laughs) punching this kid right in the goddamn face. And and I'm loving it. Loving it for so many reasons. Now, now to be clear, this this isn't really a child. This is a 13-year-old boy. So you're not exactly a, a child. You're not a fragile little tyke. You're 13 years old. So, Doc, what do you know of this story? Did, did the kid do something to apparently, yeah, apparently, instigate apparently this? Or what kid, happened? Apparently the kid like touched Gritty's head. I don't know if he bopped him. I don't know if he pulled at it. But he did something where his hand was on Gritty's head. And apparently Gritty took exception to this. And as the kid was thrown away... I guess because he walked away, he looked at him, got a running start, jumped and punched him. That sounds like a Superman punch. So he jumped and Superman punched again, apparently. And apparently there's video and the dad of this kid is saying that the 
suppliers have tried to bribe them off with with lifetime tickets and free beer and all this stuff and no one kind of every everything there's no video like there's like video should be shown of this like the world needs this first of all the world needs to see gravity delivers superman punch right that's the first thing the world needs to see the, <laughs> the second thing the world needs to see is some fucking snot-nosed flyers fan getting knocked the fuck out <laughs> that's the other fucking win in this situation because the fucking kid sounds like an asshole here too what's he doing slapping a mascot on the head right. like I, i've oh, never yeah. tried to hit a mascot or touch a mascot before and he's, he's gritty. And, That's what he yeah, does. And, and Someone gritty, talks like gritty. Gritty fights back. He's gritty. Right. And gritty going after the fans is is part of his shtick. Like, I've seen videos of him, like, double clothesline two people on the ice before. That's, like, part of his thing, you know? He's, he's big a and, motherfucker. He's big and fat, so he just kind of bumps into people. I mean, that's, that's what he does. Dude, I hate the fucking Flyers, but Gritty is the fucking man. That's the best right? mascot in all of sports. Mm-hmm. I think it is great. Um... What I'm also disappointed with, this is the most un-Philadelphia thing in the history of Philadelphia. Like, some freaking dad suing the Flyers. He's been, like, season ticket holder for 23 years. He's ending his relationship with the Flyers because his dipshit kid touched Gritty in the head and Gritty Superman punched him. Right. Like, I don't think there's much out of line here. No. Like, you know, kid shouldn't have freaking touched Gritty. Mm-hmm. And... There's no video. It kind of seems a little exaggerated. Right. Until I see video, it seems exaggerated, and I'm not buying it. Yeah, because it's funny, because police are investigating it, but what are they investigating? It's he said, Gritty said. The son says this, the father says this, Gritty says this. Who else do you have to go? Where are the eyewitnesses? Yeah, as I said, to go back to this being the most un-Philadelphia thing ever, like, my thought of, you know, Philadelphia is, you know, Old school, tough dudes. Everybody, I, I, all, most of the Philly sports fans I meet, they take pride in the toughness of Philadelphia sports. They're a tough sports city. The Flyers right. have always been a tough team. The Eagles, the Philly, Sixers, all of them. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just what the fans want to see there, and that's what brings crowds out, and that's how they've won with their teams in the past, and so on and so be it. Like, I feel like if I was a Philly sports fan, oh, my God, thank God I'm not. But if I was... <laughs> And my son got in a fight with Gritty. I would be so proud of my son <laughs> for, like, fucking getting in a fucking real Philadelphia sports fight with a Philadelphia sports mascot. But like, you know what, son? Kick, kick his ass back, you know? Oh, you can let him Superman punch you like that? No, this guy's like, oh, well, 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 I'm going to go sue him. I'm going to kick the Flyers to court. What a loser. Oh my god. Oh. They're the losers in this situation. The only person that's not a loser here is Gritty. And Gritty should have freaking followed the mm. Superman punch up with a goddamn uh with the freaking a uh the rock bottom or something. Ro- <laughs> that was that's my other complaint. Gritty could have picked a cooler freaking move than the Superman punch. I like, think so. A spear would have been oh dude, could you that imagine a speared that fucking kid? Oh, oh my man. god, I would maybe that Maybe would have been the greatest day in the history of, of sports. But that's then, sports then enter- maybe that the lawsuit. Then maybe the lawsuit would be in favor of the kid, though. Because I mean, maybe. getting speared by Gritty. If you're a 13 year old kid, you're 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 going down. Your ass ain't getting up for a while. <laughs> oh, oh, but shit. the Flyers fan. 
but it's a Flyers fan. It's a Flyers fan, yeah, exactly. It's a Flyers fan. Oh, man. It, it's such an interesting story. I, I think this is just... We the, love you, the, Philly. This is the, the age, the era we live in now. People are just always butthurt about, like, the smallest little things. You know, everyone's got to be politically correct. Like, I can't believe you touched my head and you punched him. It's like, this is the world of exaggerations. Yeah, dude. I used to, we used, I used to punch and get punched when I was 13 all the time. Right. And it was the thing we did at 13. Thing. Yeah. Sometimes you real fought. Sometimes you fake fought. Like like wrestling style. It's right. just, you know, it's about time people started kicking each other's asses again. There's nothing wrong with that. Well, toughness ain't going to hurt nobody. Yeah. Unbelievable. Well, that's what you get when you put a 13-year-old kid in front of Gritty. Yeah. If, if, you, show the, the, if you show the tail of the tape, 13-year-old kid, uh, Philadelphia Flyers fan, and then Gritty. Gritty's going to win that bout. Sorry. No, dude. It's like the big show versus Hornswoggle, dude. Right? <laughs> oh, man. I love how this is all tying into wrestling. So let's actually continue this momentum, Doc. And now let's talk about our predictions for the upcoming WWE pay-per-view this Sunday. Actually, today, you should listen to this on Sunday, January 26th, live from the Minute Maid Park Arena in Houston, Texas, the 2020 Royal Rumble. Minute Maid Park Arena. What the fuck is that, dude? It's in Houston. Oh, it's no not arena. arena. I said arena. I meant should it should it be stadium? No, it's just Minute Maid Park, man. Oh, just Minute Maid Park. Yeah, baseball stadiums like to have parks, man. They they do parks right. a lot. I'm I'm just you making know, shit up. Nationals Park, Minute Maid Park. Well, the uh, rumble. We're gonna rumble in the park. Bang. We're gonna rumble in the park. We're rumbling in the park. I, w- I hope they do. I hope they do the same thing as last year's rumble, where they have them come out of like the dugout area. Yes, and they oh, don't I remember have that. I like dude. that. I was I like so excited. I thought that was gonna be the beginning of a new trend. I was so yeah. disappointed when it wasn't. No, I, I really do like. I like the whole aesthetic uh, at last year's rumble. There was a lot of people that didn't like it because it was something different, and people have to be accepting a change, man. I, I really dig. I was really digging that. I really dug that. I hope they try something like that again. I really did like that. I miss wrestling. Like, I used to love when there were events at the Garden and they had them come out. Like, remember the old how they used to come out in the Garden? You would come out, like, not the normal, like, like on the end boards of the hockey rink, but on the side boards of the hockey rink. Like, yes. Where, the, where, like, the, where the Rangers and the, and the visiting team would sit, like, in that area. Right. You would come up that slight, that small tunnel from the locker rooms. Mm-hmm. And I always loved when whenever wrestlers came out that tunnel and the camera like you know any angle where the camera's down like below and it's looking up and at the wrestler oh, and you it's called get, a like, worm's eye view worm's eye that makes worm's sense a worm's eye view, eye view. yep so they go worm's eye view and like, nowadays you get it, it's just the big screen and all the pirates like, right. like then it came out and you just saw up the whole especially especially in the later years when they when they when they when they lit the garden for wrestling events because back right. in the 70s they were in the dark you couldn't see what was up there even wrestlemania one was in the dark right but like once like once SummerSlam 88 was held there and they started to turn the lights on it was always awesome because the worm's eye camera would come back and you would just see the garden just growing behind the wrestlers right. and i miss seeing th- that view i thought that view was always so much cooler and just yeah. more just natural and, and organic and I think you could and you could fit more people in the arena right. and like a true sellout crowd has so much more energy than like a three quarter house sellout crowd like they do now right. I guess it's for TV but is it really helping TV 
No, I think I think it would help to be more if you saw a, more of a full stadium, a full arena, a full park, if you will. And also for the people that are in attendance, when the, when they do the entrance over there, it's a lot more intimate. Because think about yeah. think about the, those iconic sh like shots of like Hulk Hogan walking through that tunnel with like his yellow shirt in his mouth and people reaching at him from above him and next to him. Like giving him high fives. Fans and stuff could like, that. like reach down at the wrestler because they're like up up on the incline. They're walking through the tunnel. You could reach down. You could reach next to you. You could reach up. And that that's what was cool. I liked about th those those iconic scenes you would see. Oh yeah, great. absolutely do. I always thought that was cool. And the, and the garden was always great with that stuff. And the garden was always a great face place for like those posts, those those street fight type matches too yes because people would always jump off that tunnel was i think the hardys it was yep. the hardys or the dudleys that jumped off that tunnel. the hardys did uh the hardys did yeah. right yeah yep. yeah oh man that was <clears throat> yeah it, 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 i hope to see that that come back again i'm sorry i'm getting off topic no here. no no, no. i yeah. i would love that too i would love it too yeah but now let's get into the card for rumble so we have eight matches right, on the card including the two rumble matches the men's rumble and the women's rumble so let's start off with the undercard let's open up uh talking about uh the very short-lived feud it's uh shorty g and sheamus so sheamus made his return a few weeks ago on smackdown it was a much awaited return he got quite the pop uh, I'm very happy to see him back. Dude's in the shape of his life. Uh, he's old school Seamus again. You know, uh, I love his entrance music. It's amazing. Again, this is just an opportunity for them to put Shorty G over. So I'm, I'm pretty sure Seamus is unfortunately going to lose his debut match back or his return match back because it's an opportunity to put Shorty G over, make him more of a bigger baby face. Uh, I would like to see Seamus... Uh, team up with Cesaro again and put Sheamus in the little group with Sami Zayn and Nakamura. You know, I'm cool with that. I liked Cesaro and Sheamus together. I, I loved the bar as a tag team. Yeah, but I'm okay with them getting singles runs again because they're they're both good singles wrestlers and Sheamus especially in WWE has been an accomplished singles wrestler. A very accomplished. You know, he's, he's won, yeah, he's won almost, I think he's won every title the promotion has to offer at this point. He you know, is outside, a, of, outside of outside of cruiserweight and women's titles. Yeah, well, he is. I, I think he is a Grand Slam champion. He's, he's been. No, WWE he's not. A, he's not a universal. He's never won the universal title. But he's been WWE champion. Yeah, he's been WWE champion. Oh no, he never I, held. He never held the IC title. I don't think. He's held the IC title. Uh oh, see, where's Smarky when you need him? I know Smarky usually looks this up for us. Pretty sure Sheamus has held the IC title. No, he's held the United States title. I know he's held the Raw and SmackDown tag titles. Right. But He uh, held the old world. He held the big gold belt, I know, for a bit, too. Right. He held the world championship four times, the right. WWE championship three times, the right. world heavyweight championship once, the Raw tag titles four times, and the United States championship twice. So he never won the IC okay. title. If he wins That's that, then he'll be a Grand Slam champion. Do you think they'll uh, put him in? I think an IC title. What's do you think at some point he gets in an IC title and picture to get the Grand Slam? Yes, it doesn't have to be anytime soon. Yes, just somewhere. I, down I would say yes because over the past few years they've put a lot of thought into making stars Grand Slam champions. Jeff Hardy finally won the U.S. title, the title he never won. Rey Mysterio finally won the U.S. title. Now they're both Grand Slam champions. They've been doing that a lot over the past couple of years. 
Uh, so I could definitely see Sheamus also being in that lineage of Grand Slam champions. I like when they do that because that's some, that's logical like storytelling to me. Right, an athlete wants to win every title available yeah. to him or her. Yeah, you 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 go away for a while, you come back, and you win that one title you never got your hands on, and then then you then you walk off into the sunset. Especially when you're a veteran like Sheamus. What's Sheamus mm-hmm. in his early forties now? Probably. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, like you know, and he's won. You know, pretty much most of his, and you know he's, and it's nice when it's a mid card title. That way, right. the veterans don't have to clog up the top of the card to get their last, exactly. you know, their right. last notch on the right. belt. You know, so um, either way, I, I'm going to go with Shorty G winning this match. What do you think? Yeah, I'm going to go with Shorty G winning too. I like the idea of the Shorty G character. I like Chad Gable. Mm-hmm. Just you know. They just need to find more creative ways of telling his story. Right. I like he's that not he, you really know, connecting. He has a good moral. He has a good story on what he's trying to fight for. But yeah, it's all there. It's Everything's there. But, like right there for the taking. Just right. Creative and him haven't put all the pieces together yet. Right. And that's just. I know sometimes that takes some time. I think he's a good enough wrestler that he allows himself some time. Mm-hmm. You know. I mean, just think about. Think about how long it took Shawn Michaels as a single wrestler to win his first title. It took him, what, four years? Yeah. To just finally put the whole heartbreak kid thing together. Mm-hmm. You know, okay, obviously he was, you know, he was a great mid-card champ. He was a great intercontinental champ. But to be at the top of the mountain, it took him a while. So, you know, a shorty G gimmick, you know, in a, in a, in a universe where Rey Mysterio has been a champion, you know, and... Jinder Mahal has been a champion. Right. And Kali has been a champion. Mm-hmm. You know, and like Rey Mysterio, I say for his size, not because he's not obviously because he's, else. He's right. way in a different class than those other guys, than those other two guys. Right. Please clarify there before I get hate mail. Uh, <laughs> but there's not, it's, it's not completely unreasonable that Chad Gable could be a world champion, especially with how good in the ring he is. Right. You know. Right. Good, definitely. Uh, let's go on to the next match. No, I'm sorry. Actually, before we go on, I mentioned uh, a few months ago when the Shorty G character started to become a thing back during the King of the Ring. Shorty G had a match against Andrade, and I compared those two superstars to the modern-day Chris Benoit and Eddie Guerrero. We already see the uprise of Andrade. If Shorty G, Chad Gable, is given the opportunity and he's put with the right opponents where he could actually have some chemistry with them and really... And they go, hey, here's 10 minutes. Show everyone what you could do in the ring. I think he can get over as like the next Chris Benoit. I mean, that's a he'd have to come up with a big. If you're gonna kind of put him in the Benoit vein, it's a it's a big character change. He needs to have you're a bigger personality. Pure, yeah, you, I mean, ben, well, Benoit was just a completely. I mean, he the fucking rabid Wolverine, right. the rabid Wolverine and Shorty J. Those are two entirely different right. gimmicks. Shorty yeah, G has the, to leave like the, uh, the 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 white meat baby face gimmick and really just have a little more of an attitude, a little more edge to him, and just go, go to the ring, focus on the task at hand, and then get the fuck out and go on to your next match. Like that was yeah, kind of the Chris Benoit vein, you know. It can happen, and he could push that. Like he has that. That wrestling, that 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 wrestling background, that right. determination to win background, like that's not a completely unrealistic thought for him, and he could he could and should get to that at some point. Right. Um, 
you know, Benoit was a different in ring acumen. I, I can totally see where you're getting at right. with Benoit. I can see that. And when I see you, you were comparing was it Andrade to Eddie? Yep. That I see up way Definitely. more. I see a lot of Eddie and Andrade. The swagger. He's got the Eddie swagger, Andrade. Yep. And you know, let's go on to his match. So Andrade is the current United States champion, which is well deserved. He put oh, yeah. on another great match with Rey Mysterio this past week on Raw in a ladder match. The the spots they did in this match, yeah, okay, they may have been a botch or two, but the spots they 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 did in that match, the they put their bodies in the line to really entertain the shit out of us, and they fucking nailed it. Uh, but Humberto Carrillo. Carrillo, who Vince McMahon supposedly is very high on and really trying to push, or maybe, I'm sorry, Paul Heyman is really high on him. Uh, He is back from his injury, so now he's going to be facing Andrade for the title at Royal Rumble. Probably these two matches are going to end up on the kickoff show. Um, I don't want to see Andrade lose his title, especially to Humberto. Um, Similar to... Shorty G has a little bit of a following. Humberto does not. Umberto cannot and is not connecting to the fans. I don't know what it is. Go ahead. What do you got to say? Match is an opportunity for Umberto to. This match is an opportunity for him to connect to the fans. You know, he's had the opportunity to show what he can do in the ring, but I still feel like I don't know. There's something yeah, missing. I, I can't put my finger on it yet. Here, but here we go. Big stage, Royal Rumble, right? Championship match against Andrade, who looks good against everybody. Let's be real here. Right. He's looked against good against everybody that he goes against in the roster because he's mm-hmm. just that damn good in the ring. Um, you know, don't you think if you're Umberto Carrillo, you know that kind of pumps you up a little bit. You know, you get that big fight feel almost, almost that NXT big fight feel. You know, like right. juice up some of that NXT blood in them a little bit, you know. Right. And like, I feel like if you're Umberto, you have to be pumped up and like take this match extra serious because there is a title on the line. Right. And you're at the and you're at the second biggest pay per view of the year, and you're in a freaking baseball stadium with fifty thousand people. Like, if that doesn't get you pumped up to go out and have the best match of your career, then there's no reason why anybody should be. You know, high up on him. So this is a chance for him, and he's not going to win. I think Andrade's, you know, destined to win this match. But this is a night where you know, Umberto could make a statement. You want to see him make a statement, right? I, I definitely, I wish, I wish to do the best. I hope this guy does get over and does, like you said, make a statement. And you're right, this is an opportunity for him. I don't, but again, he's not going to win the match, which is fine. Him losing the match is probably better for his character, also. Exactly. Exactly. Right. I think that helps his character get more over. Right. You know, and as I said, I want every. I, at the end of the, I, I wish everybody could be over. You know? Right. You know, most most wrestlers are decent people. You want them all to be able to get over. Right. So you, you just, you know, I just give you what I think will help them get. I give you the opinion of what will get them over with me. Right. Now, one person that is getting over with the crowd on her own, surprisingly, is Lacey Evans. Lacey Evans is coming off as a much better babyface than she was a heel. Uh, I definitely like the way the feud has been going with her and Bailey and Sasha. How they got her husband and her, her daughter involved in the storyline as well. Um, Sasha Banks is uh, injured. I think because of a segment that they, that they did together. 
But either way, Lacey is going to be facing Bailey for the title. Lacey has already pinned Bailey on SmackDown in a non-title match. I think this is the opportunity now for Lacey to really show what she can do. And I think if you want to keep Lacey where she's at and then give her a little bit of a boost, Lacey has to win the title in this match. I don't yeah. think a loss here does anything for her because she's already had a title match with Becky and lost. Right. So she now she gets another chance against one of the horsewomen and you know, she can go in there and it's always, you know, they don't get to win every match. You know, Asuka's beating Becky. This is a good opportunity for her to show some vulnerability amongst, you know, the big four of women's wrestling in WWE. Right. And, you know, they said Lacey's been a lot more interesting as a face and her character, she's gotten herself a little more over. And I think that's this would be like you said, you nailed all the points, right? This I completely pretty much agree with you 100 percent. This helps elevate her to a place she needs Lacey to a place where she needs to be right now. She should win this match. And just so you know, that's all I do is I always nail all the points every time. Just so you know. Sometimes. Anyway, so uh, we both agree Lacey's probably going to win this one. I, I, I my, my money's on Lacey. Yeah, me so, too. Next match, a non-title match. There's no title on the line. It's Roman Reigns, the big dog, taking on one of the best heels in the business, King Corbin, in a Falls Count Anywhere match. Uh, the Falls Count Anywhere stipulation is interesting. I feel like there's really no need for it, but they're trying to finally bring this feud to a head. This has been going on for a few months now. It's, I've enjoyed the feud. I've enjoyed the return of the Usos, uh, the inclusion of the Revival, and Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode. I like the way it's been going. Um, I think this is where it's going to all come to a head, and then Roman and Corbin are going to go their separate ways after the Rumble. So I think a Falls Count Anywhere match will be very entertaining. You know there's going to be shenanigans. You're going to see the Usos and Ziggler and Rude and the Revival probably all get involved at some point, which I think is awesome. Yeah, now, this is going to turn into a big faction fight at some point. Let me ask you this. If Roman Reigns and the Usos had two more people with them to take on Corbin and his court, who would they be? Oh, man. Right? Uh... Oh, man is right. Do you have thoughts on this? No, I really don't. Because no. looking at the roster from SmackDown, I don't know. Because, like, maybe you'd say John Morrison and The Miz, because now Morrison's back, but they're almost heels now. They're going back to, like, their old Eminem days. Right. I mean, Daniel Bryan maybe, but Daniel Bryan's already tied up with The Fiend, so it's hard to say if they even do that or if they just kind of take the revival out of the equation and just have it a three-on-three thing. But, regardless, we're going to see a lot of shenanigans in this match. Uh, Roman Reigns has to win this one because I believe Corbin actually has the last win against Roman. Um, I think Roman's going to come out victorious in this, and they're going to squash this feud after this. And they're going to go on to something bigger and better going into WrestleMania. Because no one wants to see Corbin and Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. No, 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 you don't, you don't. I'm just trying. I'm looking at the SmackDown roster, and I'm trying to like back up because you got me freaking completely right. distracted with your question now. Maybe he heavy machinery. They're, they're pretty over. Maybe you think right. they would like pull their tag team? Would you be they would to pull like two singles wrestlers? It in? would make more sense to bring two to pull two singles wrestlers, but like a like a like a Braun Strowman. Oh, Braun Strowman, true. Or an Apollo Cruz, maybe. We haven't seen him since the draft. Since even before the draft. 
Apollo all the Crews. more reason, all the more reason to bring to, it back. To bring it back, yeah. Right. Okay, that could actually be. Apollo Cruz. That, that that I like the idea of putting him with Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns usually like does well in like getting people screen time. Like he's he's always good in a, in a faction. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. So so interesting way, thoughts. False Count Anywhere match is gonna be a fun match, but Roman's gonna win uh, win this one. Come out with the W, and they're gonna put this. This feud to rest. Next, we're going to go to a much-anticipated match for the Raw Women's Championship. We're going to have the Raw Women's Champion, Becky Lynch, taking on the Empress of Tomorrow, Asuka. Becky has to win this one. Asuka already Does has she? the win. Does okay, she? Okay, no, you're right. She doesn't. Does that's, that, that's what they want you to think. Now, all right. If Becky loses and Asuka wins the Raw Championship, first of all, I, I would mark the fuck out. I would mark that, out for Asuka. Huge. That would be a huge moment for Asuka. It's huge. And it wouldn't hurt Becky. We, we've said this in the past. Becky does not need to have the title anymore. She's already had it for over 500 days. She is the... She is the woman woman on the modern in the modern day roster who has held the title who has the longest title reign. Five hundred. I'll tell you this. Days I believe is her where she's. I'll at tell right you now. this. If she beats Oscar, she's gonna be she's leaving WrestleMania as champion. Also, who Oscar or Becky? No, Becky, Becky. beats Oscar at the Rumble. Mm-hmm. She will also be leaving WrestleMania as women's champion. Now that depends if we see a returning Ronda Rousey. She beats at Ronda. Royal Rumble. You think she beats so? Ronda. She be, if she she beats Ronda. Ronda Ron. I think I think that, that I think her beating Ronda does more for Ronda, and I think Ronda needs that mountain to climb more. So I think right if that's now. the case, Oscar beats Becky at Rumble. Ronda wins the the women's Rumble, but Ronda faces. Asuka at the February pay-per-view or the March pay-per-view, right? Wins the title, and then it becomes Becky and Ronda at WrestleMania one-on-one. And that's when Becky wins and regains the title and pins her and beats her fair and square. That doesn't make sense, though. Why would, why would, why Ronda, do, why would Ronda take a title shot if she wins the Rumble? That doesn't. They would, that's, that's unprecedented. You're booking something unprecedented. But crazy. But they do this shit all the time, dude. It's fucking WWE we're talking about, right? Look at all the shenanigans that they pulled. Yeah, but they're dude, so. Hold on, hold on. This no, time, no, remember I, last I can't year we talked I can't about buy that. We talked about the the convoluted build to the main event at WrestleMania: Ronda versus Charlotte versus Becky. The way they got there, we all knew that's how they were going to get there, but the way they got there was so fucking ass backwards. It was so convoluted. There were so many unnecessary moving parts. They do so this that, shit all the time. So now you so now you want to endorse the idea it's and do as, it again? It's as simple as Ronda winning the Rumble, Ronda going, I don't want to wait until WrestleMania. I want Asuka right here, right now, on a Raw or at a fucking pay-per-view. She wins the title, holds it for two months. And then Becky it's faces cheap. her at WrestleMania. That's cheap. I'm not buying that. That's cheap. Just saying. It could that's be. Cheap. That's cheap. That's cheap could lazy be. booking, Bones. Could be good. All right. So cheap lazy booking. Who's, who's leaving the Rumble with the Raw Women's Champion Championship? 
really hard one to pick, man. Yeah, it's a really hard one. I'm going to say Becky's going to retain. Because I think Becky's going to go into WrestleMania with the title. I yeah. don't think Becky's going to win it at me. I think she's going to go into Mania with the title. And I just think... But I think if Becky goes in with the title, she's going to lose it at WrestleMania. No, no, she's not going to lose it. She's going to keep going. Digger to give her, like, like the Pete Dunn treatment, I think. Yeah? Yeah, that's what I think. Hmm. Well, I, guess we'll I think to... if she if she wins it, this is her last, like... Because she, she's got to beat Ronda when Ronda comes back. She has to. Technically, she already has beaten Ronda and pinned her. Just yeah, saying. Yeah, but they, they, a, they, a there's a lot of ways they, they could tell this story. I still think that was a work, too. That was a work, right? The Phantom Pain at WrestleMania. Well, dude, it's wrestling. It's all a work. Had to be a work. It's all a work. Yeah, it's a work. So, you know what's not a work? What? Bray Wyatt and The Fiend. Like, that's some fucking creepy shit, dude. He's, he's a real creepy motherfucker. Right? You ain't wrong. Like, that, that's not a work. Like That's like Jekyll and Hyde, man. But, but, all thanks to Team Hell No... They may or may not have found the quote-unquote weakness that The Fiend possesses. And according to Daniel Bryan, it's The Fiend likes to run away when he's in trouble. So what kind of stipulation does Daniel Bryan bring to the table? A fucking strap match. I think it's a old cool concept for what school. they're doing. It's an old-school old school gimmick. I appreciate in it Texas. because I'm an old-school fan. But and I do think that Daniel Bryan and Bray Wyatt could do a lot with the strap. You it's know? smart too because the te- the strap match is famous. It's like a Texas wrestling thing, right? And, and they're the gonna, already going to be in the Texas. Rumbles in Houston, right? So it's really smart, you know, thinking about where you are and using history to your advantage. Mm-hmm. Um, it's cool. I've never seen Daniel Bryan in a strap match in WWE. That's nope. my that's my recollection. Nope. So the it's last different. strap match I I could think of is. Stone Cold Steve Austin and Savio Vega. Savio Vega. Right? Ah, you remember my, like, I, that's I think, the last strap match I could think of. I want to say Foley and Triple H had a strap match at some point. I was just thinking, I think Triple H may have had one. I just don't know. During, during their, their, their feud in, like the, in, the, in the late 90s. Mm-hmm. I that was him say, feuding with Foley, feuding with Cactus Jack. I think it was the Cactus Jack it, Triple H. It was one maybe. of the, I don't know which Foley. It yeah. was probably Cactus Jack. Oh, but Cactus sh- Jack was the end of the Foley Triple H feud. Right. They did They did the the, oh, the the street fight, the Rumble, one of the greatest wrestling matches ever. Best, yeah. Uh, one of the greatest matches ever was their freaking street fight. The Garden at the Rumble. Yep. Oh, that, that was street fight at its finest. Uh, then they did the Hell in the Cell match. Right. And I think that was... I don't. I, I was. This, they do it a strap match too. We'll have to look that up. Smarky, if you're listening to this, we're doing your job for you because you're not here. Triple <laughs> H, strap match. While you're looking that up, uh, I'm going to keep talking more about this. About please do because no uh, one's looking. I've, to I've enjoyed this. as much as I enjoyed heel Daniel Bryan for a bit. That was funny. Did a great job. I am happy that face Daniel Bryan's back. I think it's as WWE likes to say, uh, it is best for business to have him as a face. Mm-hmm. Um, it is so much harder to find wrestlers that the mass audience likes as opposed to 
wrestlers, the mass audience do not like. So when you find a gem like Daniel Bryan, where everybody just rallies behind him, even when he's like a bad guy, it's it's hard to really, really hate him because you know how good he is. Right. Like he's reached that upper echelon of pro wrestling legacy and pro wrestling royalty. So you knew it was a matter of time before the yes chance were coming back. But, you know, I enjoyed heel Daniel Bryan for what it was. Uh, I think him and Bray have have done some really solid work. Mm-hmm. And I think they've done a really good job with this feud. I think they did a great job with the stipulation. Right. Um, I think so, too. Agreed. Yeah. I think the title, you know, is – I think the title means something. Unlike the other title right now, which I'm going to rant about in a few minutes. Right. And, uh, you know, because this is the only world title match tonight on the card. Right. Or, yeah, so that's a problem I have with it itself. Who wins? uh, I I don't see Bray losing this title. I think Bray's going to win this one. Because I feel like like there's still so much more they could do with, with Bray Wyatt as the champion. So I feel like it's too soon. I think Bray Wyatt's going into WrestleMania as the champion. Yeah, I think so too. So Bray Wyatt's gonna gonna win this one. I and, think uh, Daniel Daniel Bryan could go into WrestleMania without a, a belt and, and come out with a belt. Yeah, yes. and the, I mean I and not even come out with a belt. He can go into a like and have a feud. It's like like Weekend Brain Bryan. You know the Miz and Morrison are kind of doing the heel thing again. Right, Weekend Brain. The Miz, Daniel Bryan back for for Mania, and they can do it without a belt because of right. their history. So, like, that kind of looks like that could be a road that we're talking about, you know, fantasy booking WrestleMania. We haven't seen a lot of things. We don't know a lot yet. We don't have anything on our radar that really stands out. Well, with the Miz looking heel again, maybe you bring that Daniel Bryan feud back. Now you have John Morrison in there to add another element of spice to it. Right. And then Bray Wyatt holds the title into Mania. Right, and we still haven't really seen the face Daniel Bryan heel Miz match at WrestleMania. Like, we thought we were going to see, what was it, uh, last year? No, two years ago. No, yeah, last year. But then the whole thing with uh, Kofi Kingston happened. So we really right. thought that was going to end up being Miz and Bryan. So again, they could, they still have opportunities to do that at any point right now. And yeah. also, just to uh, fulfill your, your wrestling geekness uh, knowledge, it was fully loaded. 1999, Triple H, and The Rock in a strap. The Rock! That was the strap. Okay. So, 99 okay. So was I had the, the Triple last H right. strap match, I had the I right era, right time period. Mm-hmm. Uh, Long the wrestler. Wrestlers, right. right. Yeah, The Rock. Rocky was okay. So, all right. So, now that leads us to the two Rumble matches. Let's start talking about the women's Royal Rumble match. So, we know there are a lot of women on the roster in both in all Raw, SmackDown, and NXT, and even NXT UK, but only five wrestlers have been announced in the Women's Royal Rumble. Uh, Charlotte Flair was the first one to announce at the end of December on Raw, and then we had Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross from SmackDown. Sarah Logan announced on her Twitter, and then Natalia just announced a couple days ago. On WWE's new original series, The Bump, that she is also entering into the Women's Royal Rumble. Now, with only five stars announced, that leaves a lot. That leaves 25 other other spots open to uh, a ton of surprises. 
and I'm sure people are fantasy booking the shit out of this Rumble. Let's not try and figure out everyone that's going to be in it. I think we're going to see returns like Nia Jax, possibly Ruby Riot, Naomi. I think you're definitely yeah, Naomi. You're definitely going to get. I yeah. think. So I think Naomi's we'll, definitely we'll see back. some returns. Mickey James might even come back, depending on where they are in their injuries. Um, but is Ember is Ember healthy? Ember has uh, and, and she fucked up her Achilles tendon during a twenty four seven segment, twenty four seven title segment. That's why she's been on backstage and not in the ring and wasn't even announced. Well, I know she was hurt. I didn't know she was healthy. They haven't even mentioned Ember Moon since before the draft because she was never drafted. Right. It's pissing me off because she's a fucking great. She could be a top star, Ember Moon. Well, I mean, she, if she's still hurt, then that's why. Right. You know, Achilles injuries are no freaking joke, dude. It just sucks that she got injured during a twenty four seven title segment. Yeah, I knew she like had gotten hurt. I just didn't know what her timetable was. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I definitely think you're going to see Shayna Baszler debut. Mm-hmm. I think we'll roster. see Io Shirai. I think I think Shayna is going to have a dominant performance. Mm-hmm. I think. Both NXT women's champions, UK and US, will probably be on the show. Kaylee Ray and uh, Rhea Ripley. Yep, exactly. Probably so, see some old timers. Maybe see a Tony Trish, Storm. Trish, Tony Storm. Piper maybe Niven. a Trish Lita sighting. Trish Lita sighting, maybe. I don't know. I, I think since they've already had. So they've they've already done the legends in the women's Royal Rumble. I think now they've Maybe. already established this. They're not gonna they're gonna be bringing back different people. I think kind of like the men's side does. Maybe Candice yeah. LeRae. Maybe. Well, she was in the Rumble last year, so she right. might, might I'm do just it saying, this just year. Just trying to think of just logical solutions, logical guesses here. You'll probably see like the Zelina Vegas enter and mm-hmm. some some you know actual main roster. Dana Brooke, all those. We'll, we'll probably see Chelsea Green because she was on Raw recently, right. and Dina right. Prazzo. So all that stuff. Um, I think you'll see all those those talent center. Um, as for winning the Rumble, you already said it. It's going to be Ronda Rousey. Okay, that was my next question. So, do you see Ronda Rousey coming in? The, in yeah, the- I, I think yeah. this is a great opportunity to end the Rumble with. Becky and, and Rousey mm-hmm. if, on a face to face. Like if Becky wins that title match, then like there's some sort of like it's like oh man, right. Ronda wins the Rumble, and Ronda winning the Rumble is extremely believable. Right, like absolutely. I, I don't care if she hasn't been around for eight months. That's a match where she should dominate. Yeah. I, and, I hope uh, that if Ronda's in the match, she doesn't come in last. She comes in somewhere in the middle and shows her dominance. Be like, hey right. bitches, I know I was out for a while, but I'm back and I still out- got it. I don't even need her in the middle. I need her like 22nd, 23rd with like eight, nine other ladies in the ring. And then I want her going in and just starts cleaning house there. Give me like six eliminations right there and like two more before it's over. And I'll take that from Ronda Rousey coming in at 22. Right. Now let's talk about records. Since Charlotte was the first person to announce her her entrance into the rumble i think that charlotte's going to pull entrant number one and she's going to beat sasha banks record for being in the rumble the longest because sasha banks right now holds the longest record i could see charlotte now taking that record from sasha and being in there from one possibly till at least the last four 
That's a little dirty to Sasha. Well, records uh, are Charlotte, uh, records Charlotte, are meant to Charlotte be broken. Charlotte doesn't need that. She doesn't need it. But if you're trying to put Charlotte on the same pedestal as Ric Flair, her it's being a gonna ten be for, time gonna be, champion, but it's going to be forgotten about if Ronda comes back and wins the Rumble. Nobody's going to remember that. Good point. No, I, I don't. I barely remember those accolades anyway. You know when I remember those accolades when I'm watching like. You know, build to the Royal Rumble, and there's and they, they, they announce all the records and shit, right? Yeah, oh, no, no, one time Kane eliminated seventy four thousand people. <laughs> <laughs> but now that they have the greatest Royal Rumble at Saudi Arabia a few years back, now that was a Royal Rumble match, so it's all included in the records. I know, which is nonsense. fucking stupid. But anyway, absolute nonsense. Um, so if Ronda Rousey does not make a return, who's your other pick to win it? I'll tell you who mine is. The Queen of Spades, Shayna Baszler. My mind goes there because that would be an awesome, like, shock win. Right. Nobody would expect that. A lot of people would respect it. And it would be them doing something like, you know, not clean cut. Like, mm-hmm. like kind of like, hey, man, let's throw a little wild card at, at the audience here. and Let them, you know, they'll let, give them something to talk about. Right. Uh, I think that's, that's, a good, that's a good buzzworthy victor. Um, that being said, I don't quite know if if she if she's the one. I I don't I don't know if like it's it's not it's so weird because it's not a loaded field and you're not really sure who's going to be in the match and there's no Sasha right. Not 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 if she's still injured. Yeah, right. She's she like won't injured. Be in it. She's a yeah. uh, she hasn't been announced for, but she's on all the Royal Rumble posters, so I would have to assume she'll be in the match. Because if she's in the match, I could see her winning too. If she's if Sasha's in the match, and Ronda does not make a return, and Shayna gets eliminated, then Sasha would be like my 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 number one pick is going to be Shayna. My number two is going to be Ronda, pending she returns. And if she doesn't return, then Sasha's my close second to Shayna. Yeah, that's if say if if it's no Ronda and it's Sasha and Shayna, I'm going Sasha. And if none of that happens, it's going to be Ruby Riot. She'll go in number one. She'll eliminate twenty nine other twenty nine other entrants, and then win the Royal Rumble. She'll eliminate if, all twenty nine of them. What if they did something cool and had like Sonya Deville win? That would be that would be different. I, I and she would get a pop. She right? would get a pop. I think. Yes. Like that's she's a wrestler, and I think they've just grossly under and misused. Right. And 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 she has like a built-in gimmick that she could sell the shit of right there. They're not going with it. Like that was like the issue I was having. And we were talking about with the with the Liv Morgan thing, like. You're doing this with Liv, but you have someone who already lives it and can sell the gimmick so much better. Right. Why would you not do? Who already walks out to the rain with with the with the with the pride flag on on in the in their in her pocket and everything and right. like is very just proud of it and she's a badass too. Yeah, a great freaking wrestler. She's really great so in the ring. I, I would love to see them do something cool like that too. I guess what like this women, I get, there's a chance I really think for them to do something cool like that because there is no. I feel like there's more clear-cut favorites on the men's side, whereas on the women's, on the women's side, side right. like, it, you know, it, there's it, it some can be anyone's marks. match in the women's side. Yeah, it really can be anyone's match. Yeah. Right. So 
That's so, where my head's at. That's what I would like to see and what I think's going to happen, I guess. Right. So let's talk about the men's side now. So now what what is very weird is that the men already have 25 entrants announced for the Men's Royal Rumble. That, o- that only leaves five potential spots for NXT call-ups and surprises. Only five. Now, I'm surprised not one of these 25 people are from NXT. But let me go through the list on who has been announced so far, and then we'll talk about some other predictions. So, we already have coming in at number one in the Rumble is going to be the WWE Champion, Brock Lesnar. Who was not defending the WWE Championship at the Royal Rumble. Correct. For Which is... Absolutely ridiculous. He's just doing this to show his dominance as if he needs to. And I believe, if we're going to talk about records, I could see Brock Lesnar holding the new record for most eliminations in a single Royal Rumble. I hope it starts him just tossing people outside the ring, like the first like two or three. But, he just starts like laying down in the middle, right? Doing right. poses, maybe has a beer. Now, if let me go through the rest of this list. There's a handful of people that I could see are there just to get eliminated. But there are a lot of big names that potentially could win this, regardless of their current storylines. So you have Roman Reigns. AJ Styles, Eric Rowan, who was probably there to get eliminated, Randy Orton, Rey Mysterio, Ricochet, Drew McIntyre. Stop. Okay. Perfect scenario for the Rumble. Let's hear it. Brock comes out one. Some other guy comes out two. Mm-hmm. Brock disposes of him quickly. Have like some other guy come out three. I don't care who it is. Brock disposes of quickly. So there's two guys down. We've waited like three minutes. There's been no action. Or two minutes, I'm sorry. There's been no action. Drew's music hits. He comes in for face right in the middle of the rain. Think Warrior Hogan. Right. Think 90 Rumble, you know. Face off right in the middle of the rain. Huge for Drew. Huge for Brock. You know, it's believable. It looks great. Smells great. It is great. They just start fighting. They don't eliminate each other. Eventually, more men start coming into the ring. Right. The rumble starts to build, and them two go through the whole match, and they just start cleaning house in the match, and it comes down to them two at the end, and Drew beats them. And that sets up Drew Brock at Mania. So you could see Drew. To the internet. Was that Alexa? It's Alexa. Alexa. <laughs> I don't no, know Alexa, why Alexa. We said Drew, not Alexa. I don't know. I'm having <laughs> trouble connecting to the internet. Take a look at the help section in your Alexa. Alexa, stop. Apparently, <laughs> she has a Royal Rumble preview that she doesn't want to oh, share. Oh, that's this. funny. So that that's my perfect Rumble scenario right there. Okay, so you could see Drew being the one to eliminate Brock Lesnar. I think Drew eliminates Brock Lesnar to win the Royal Rumble. To win the Rumble. Okay, good. Because... Yes. Since we stopped on Drew, Drew is one of the uh, is my odds-on favorite, one of my odds-on favorites to win this. I have I do have a couple because it's hard for me to really pick. It really is hard. Uh, let me continue now with the rest of the list. So we have from the SmackDown side we have Elias, King Corbin, Dolph Ziggler, Otis and Tucker, 
who are probably both there also just to get eliminated. Right. And do some funny shit. Right. And then we have Otis better do the Caterpillar, though. Oh, I, I hope he does. And I hope Mandy does something to get him eliminated. Like, Mandy does something to Otis to get him distracted and he gets eliminated or he eliminates himself for Mandy. <laughs> I honestly would rather watch the Otis and Mandy love story than the Bobby Lashley Lana love story. Oh, any day of the week. Though you're the one that always freaking hypes up Lashley and Lana. You're all talking about you you love watching them on YouTube. But yes, right. Otis and Mandy is so much better. Otis and Mandy has really they they steal my heart. I I, I they're such a cute couple. They anyway. win everything. Uh, anyway, speaking of Bobby Lashley, let's talk about Bobby Lashley, Rusev, Alistair Black, Buddy Murphy, Braun Strowman, Shinsuke Nakamura, Seth Stop. Rollins. Stopping right there. Lashley and Rusev roll back. They'll finish in the top eight. I think. I think they're both going to enter close to each other, like maybe within two or three. Uh, enter, uh, two or three numbers from each other, and they're going to eliminate themselves. They're going to eliminate each other. They're going to get into a brawl. They're not going to eliminate anybody else except for, the, for, except for each other. I can see that happening with these two. The way this storyline is going, and how I Rusev guess, yeah. still has yet to come out victorious in any of this. Like, how, how did Rusev and Liv Morgan lose the mixed tag match on Monday? Like, how absurd. does... Liv Morgan loses her first match back after this long-awaited, you know, return. Terrible booking. I don't know. Terrible booking. They've left, they've, they haven't... The payoff is... Rusev is so over right have, now. He doesn't need to keep losing. The payoff to the story should have come such a long time ago. It should have ended at TLC. It should have been such a long time after. ago. Yeah, it should have yeah. ended. Long, long, Storyline's long, long run its course. Uh, we're de- uh, moving on to Alistair Black, Buddy Murphy. They're gonna have a they're gonna have a moment in the Rumble right. too. Um, we're gonna we got Braun Strowman and Nakamura. Nakamura is the current IC champ. Those two are feuding. We are gonna see Braun Strowman face Nakamura eventually for the IC title. Uh, then we have Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens. Stop. Strowman, Nakamura. I have thoughts. Oh, please, go on. I could see Strowman beating Nakamura on the SmackDown after the Rumble for the title. Depending on how, like, say Nakamura costs Strowman, like, gets Strowman eliminated during the match, and he costs him, like, maybe even in the Final Four. Strowman's in the Final Four, and Nakamura, he eliminates Nakamura, like, you know, Nakamura's the fifth one, okay? So Nakamura gets eliminated fifth from last, and then he costs Strowman in the final four, you know, at that point, and then that can set up a match on Tuesday. Strowman beats Nakamura for the Intercontinental title. Oh, right. said Strowman needs to be a mid-card champ before he's a world champ. Agreed. Agreed. And we all said that a while ago. Like The, the yeah. IC title is a great title for Strowman. Um, I really wish they, they did more with Nakamura and his IC title run, but we'll have to see how this all unfolds. But I definitely think now that he's feuding with someone like Strowman, Strowman's going to be the one to take the title off of him. So now we're down to the last few. We got Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, Samoa Joe. Should I stop there? Samoa Joe is an interesting stop. All three of those guys, actually. Rollins, mm-hmm. Owens, and Joe. Right. Could all use this. But I think 
it's the t- with the way Drew has been trending towards face lately. Mm-hmm. It has to be Drew. Like yeah. I think it's his time. I think this year is really the year where they're like. I think Rollins had his chance last year to right. get the chance that Drew's about to get this year. Right. And Rollins already won last year. He doesn't need to win two rumbles in a row. Right. And he did win last year. And he right. was, he was like pretty much the predetermined winner. Winner. Exactly. Last year, everybody kind of knew he was winning. Everybody knew where the cards were falling. They thought maybe there was an outside chance McIntyre might win last year. Right. But everybody pretty much knew that Rollins was winning. But yeah, this year, I guess Kevin Owens, he's had a hot, you know, a hot end of, you know, 2019 doing the whole NXT War Games appearance. And yeah, he's he's done. He did well for himself, I feel, in the whole invasion angle. So I could see him maybe getting the rub here, but it just nothing's making more sense than McIntyre for me. Right. Well, we have three more entrants that were announced yesterday that could very well win it. Big E, R-Truth, and Kofi Kingston. I would love to see one of the members of the New Day win the Royal Rumble. Right. It I would, just don't know how it fits into a storyline. I guess go Kofi does. because It would make sense for Kofi because of Brock. Yeah, for Kofi. Right. Yeah, because of Brock. I don't know how it would make sense for Big E. Um, or R-Truth. It definitely would make sense for R-Truth. Our truth is not at a point in his career where he should be winning Royal Rumbles. Right. You'll know if Kofi's going to win or not if he does a stunt. Mm-hmm. If Kofi doesn't do a stunt, you know he's going at the very least really deep into the Rumble. Right. Because Vince wouldn't risk him risk a stunt. Right. That's always the tell of whether Kofi's going deep into Rumble or not. Right. Well, looking at the twenty-five that we have right now, my three favorites to win this are Drew McIntyre. Kofi Kingston and Randy Orton. Kofi, I would put Randy Orton in there and have Randy Orton face Brock. They already have a built-in story from when Randy Orton made his return. Oh, that's so old, though. It doesn't matter. It's a that's built-in not story. Fresh at all. They, it's not Rand, fresh, Randy though. Orton never got his his revenge on Brock. Have them face each other at, at WrestleMania. Have Orton win the title. That's not. You don't need the Randy to, for, to win the Royal Rumble to do that feud. So you don't need to waste another. You don't need to waste another Royal Rumble on Randy Orton. What's he won three already? Two, two, three. Has he's he won, won a. Sh- he's won at least two. I think he's at won three two, off the top of my head. Yeah. Either way, it's at least two. You don't need to like that spot can go to Drew McIntyre where it means so much more and does so much more for Drew. Right. Uh, for me, it's Drew. If you're going to give it to a veteran, Kofi, like mm-hmm. that makes sense because you have Kofi and Brock there. That makes 130% sense. Uh, KO is my number two. Kofi's okay. my three. Drew, we both agree that Drew is our number one. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with Drew. Yeah. So now this leaves five potential spots for surprises and, um, and <clears throat> people from NXT. If there's anyone from NXT, an actual well, actually, there's two NXT NXT superstars I could see in the Rumble. One of them is Finn Balor. Yep. All right. The other one is Keith Lee. Keith Lee had a 
hell of a few months since the end of 2019. Since he's the been amazing. He's been on a um, roll. At this point, everyone knows he has. He is now the new NXT North American Champion. He defeated Roddy Strong this past week on uh, NXT TV. Spoiler alert for those of you that didn't watch NXT. Sorry. sorry uh, about maybe it's, you. it's live now. There's no zero there was spoiler alerts. It's live now. Yeah, there we go. That's right. Yeah, no more spoiler so alerts. If you NXT's didn't watch live. it Wednesday, that's your own damn fault. Yeah, that's your own damn fault. But I think something that could be really big for Lee. Lee doesn't have to have a really good showing in the Rumble. All he needs to do is enter the Rumble and have a stare down with Brock Lesnar. Now hear me out. You know how Lee's new thing now is he like he he comes up from behind his opponent and he stares at him. Uh-huh. I would love for that moment to happen. He comes up behind Brock Lesnar, stares at him. They face each other, but they never touch. And then someone, then they get into fights with other people, and then one of them gets eliminated. So I think a Keith cool. Lee and Brock Lesnar feud down the road is something that I could buy into, but don't let them touch yet. Let them That's get a cool nose way to, to do nose. it. Yeah, man. Don't lay a That's hand a- on each other. Get pulled apart. One gets eliminated. You never know what's gonna, what would ever happen until. That's a great down the great way to go about it. Thank you. Until down the road yeah. when Lee gets on, ends up on Raw or SmackDown. And I also read somewhere that like Keith Lee is somebody that Triple H and Vince definitely agree on. Like I'm really sure I read somewhere that Vince loves Keith Lee. Yeah. It just. It's, it's a you know it's, how could you not? It's amazing what that a dude that size does in the yeah. ring. Now yeah. my wild it's got a great card, personality. My wild card to win to win the rumble is Keith Lee. If Keith Lee won the Royal Rumble, I would that would be believable. You can't have Keith Lee and Shayna both win the rumble. Why not? I guess you could. NXT you're gonna bring dominated the, if you bring the, Survivor yeah. Series. Don't yeah, if you're going to bring that story back, which that's one of the reasons I kind of got a little fucking pissy with wrestling was after the whole invasion thing that ended in Survivor Series. Right. Like, it just stopped. Right. And NXT, like, won. Yeah. And then they just stopped. Yeah. Like, it didn't and make all sense the momentum to me. I thought that stopped was, suddenly. I thought that was so insulting. Right. To the intelligence of to my intelligence as a wrestling fan. Right. And it's kinda why I just kinda say, you know what, man? Fuck you, WWE. I'm gonna go watch some other sports for a bit. If you're gonna take the best thing you've done all year and just stop it in this insulting right. matter. Like, fuck you, Vince. Fuck now, you. I do want to touch on another rumor that we've been hearing for a while about uh, a WWE veteran and former champion Edge being cleared. For uh, cleared to compete and supposedly being a surprise entrant in the Royal Rumble. Now I know from <clears throat> excuse me from a valuable source, uh, one Adam Edge Copeland himself, uh, from an interview that he just did recently on another podcast called Live on Four Legs. If you're a Pearl Jam fan, go check out Live on Four Legs oh, yeah. on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, March thirtieth at the Garden, baby. Wherever you. Uh, Listen to your podcast. But anyway, but Edge already stated that he never said he was coming back, never signed the contract. He will not be at the Rumble. He was not cleared, and he thinks it's funny that people make up these stories. Now, Doc, I, mean, I not, think you, you posed the question earlier. He's, he's not going to say yes to the question. But no, you posed the question. Like, Is it a work? 
Yes, it'll work. He's of course. I mean, I don't know if it. I mean, yeah, that it remains to be seen, but it could quite very well be a work. It could be a work. It's probably not going to be a work because there's only five spots open in the Rumble, and I just kind of think it's useless to spend them on like throwback stars in this in this Rumble. I'd rather see the NXT guys get the call up. Well, not necessarily, because honestly, I've already listed three people. So that's already three spots. Finn Balor, Keith Lee, and Edge. You got your two NXT guys. You have your one veteran. Now, you got two more spots. Hear me out with this one. Uh, uh, can you hear me out first? Fine. You go first. Thank you. We're going to agree on something, I think. I'm going to tell you, my, you my, my wild card to win the Royal Rumble entering at number 30. Is it a cult of personality? No, it's not a cult oh, of personality. Oh, come on. All right, go ahead. Not, I mean, Who? I can see Punk entering the Rumble. Don't get me wrong. I can, see, there can, I can see a world where there's going to be a world where CM Punk wrestles in WWE again. Well, I have I don't know the story for the Punk I don't know one, if but. it's now. I have a feeling at some point they're going to do a huge Punk Rollins program to lead up to some WrestleMania. There's a part of me that thinks it's going to be this one. Uh, it could, he could be a surprise entrant and and knock Rollins out of this rumble, and that could be the road he goes in. He comes back and goes after Rollins' disciples. I get that, but it's not my wild card. My wild card. We're in Houston. Mm-hmm. Ray Wyatt is a champion, right? How great would it be for the proper final match? of The Undertaker to be against Bray Wyatt universal title match or yeah universal title match at Taker's career on the line and that's Bray nails that picture to the top of his fucking fun house that will always be the shrine in his fun house the time he took down Taker and retained his title mm-hmm. at Wrestlemania and ended Taker's career and Taker can get there by winning the Rumble in his hometown. Because mm-hmm. Undertaker has only won one Royal Rumble, correct? He has won the Rumble once. I think okay. he won the 2008 Rumble. And also, don't forget, The Fiend never forgets. So that's what The right. Fiend does. He always does the flashbacks. Fiend never it's, forgets. Undertaker has already loss. defeated him once at WrestleMania yes. 31. Yes, the biggest loss probably in Bray Wyatt's career. Yep. But we're in Texas. What about Stone Cold Steve Austin? Does he hop in to the oh, Rumble? And that's a that's a huge thing. Stone Cold and Shawn Michaels and those are much bigger long shots. At least the take takers only semi retired. Right, because we he still yeah. comes around when the money's right. Right. And the money would be right for this. Right. And the travel time is right. Better than going to fucking Saudi Arabia. Now let's talk about the CM Punk thing. That's my wild card though. That's my- Let's talk about the CM Punk thing. I could see CM Punk entering at number 30, okay? I don't see CM Punk winning it, but I see I could see CM Punk being the one to eliminate Brock Lesnar, which brings us to a CM Punk-Lesnar feud at WrestleMania. But before that, Punk does also eliminate Seth Rollins. So that way you already have now two built-in storylines. Okay, he eliminated Brock. I want to fight Brock for the title at WrestleMania. But I didn't forget about you, Seth. You talked shit about me. I eliminated you from the Royal Rumble. We're going to see each other again at SummerSlam. 
Because I can see if Punk does come back, it's going to be for a short run. So let's get it all over with now. Maybe it could be WrestleMania to WrestleMania for one whole year. Maybe you do, Seth, at Mania next year. But I could see I, I a short-term program s- with Brock for the title at Mania and then him and Seth at SummerSlam. A long-term program. It would do Seth well to have a long-term program with Punk. Okay. Yeah, th- th- them two would get the best out of each other. I just don't know. I don't know. I, I, I see. I don't see Punk winning the Rumble if he comes back. No, no, I don't see I him think, winning the Rumble at all. I see him lim- being the one oh. to eliminate Brock. Well, but then, not but he, not to win it. But so because, then, whoever wins the Rumble eliminate, would challenge. Yeah, because I think what's going to happen is whoever whoever eliminates title. Brock okay. would be the one to challenge him with him, and that that's what makes the most sense. And whoever wins the Rumble is going to challenge for the other title. For the Universal title. That's the way I'm looking at it, yeah. Okay. So I think if Punk comes in, Punk eliminates Brock, someone else eliminates him, and then Punk faces Brock at Mania, and whoever wins, and then Drew, who wins, Drew McIntyre. It could be CM Punk and Drew McIntyre and Brock Lesnar, the final three. Punk eliminates Brock, Drew eliminates Punk. Bam. I just wrote, I'd rather see, I just wrote I'd rather the ending see to the 2020 Royal Rumble. I'd rather see Drew eliminate Brock. I don't know. I, actually, I would, I would rather actually see... give that match some to give the build to that match a little bit of steam right away. Because mm-hmm. you know, if Drew's eliminating Brock, he's challenging Brock. Like that's the that's the type of character Drew wants to build for himself. You know, right? So I think it makes more sense for him to eliminate Brock. I got a wild card for your wild card. Okay, Keith, Keith Lee wins. Challenges. Adam Cole for the NXT title and becomes NXT and North American champion and starts taking down the Undisputed Era one belt at a time. Wow. Okay. So then Keith Lee goes for Adam Cole. Whoever eliminates Brock faces Brock. And then at Elimination Chamber, the winner of that match is your number one contender for the Universal title. Universal title is not defended in the Elimination <laughs> Chamber. It's a number one contenders match in Elimination Chamber. Okay. And then to follow up on Keith Lee, Keith Lee takes down Adam Cole at WrestleMania. WrestleMania. At, they yes, have that they match fight at WrestleMania. at WrestleMania. Yes. They fight at WrestleMania. And the night before, Lee and Matt Riddle win the tag titles. From the Undisputed O'Reilly. Undisputed well, Era. Matt Riddle and Pete Dunn are like some tag team now. Oh, yeah, that's right. The that's right. Bru- Bruiser that's Bros like a, or something. You're right, you're right, you're right, the you're right, bro- you're right. The, the right, Broser Weights. You, you burst my fantasy <laughs> <or> bubble. <laughs> but I did like your fantasy, though. You burst my fantasy bubble, that's right. Now, here's my, my last fantasy, my last surprise entrant into the Royal Rumble, who's also my fifth or my, I'm sorry, my second wild card to win this match. Doink. No. Daniel Bryan. That's not Doink. I know. Doink, doink's dead, first of all. Secondly. <laughs> There's been da- other Doinks. Daniel Bryan. All right. Daniel Bryan loses to Bray Wyatt. Daniel Bryan has never won a Royal Rumble. Oh. Everyone wanted him to win a Royal Rumble. So oh, let there. him enter. In like the final five, and him win the rumble, and then he continues his his um, feud with with yeah. Wyatt going into Mania. That'd be a nice kickstart, though. 
But no. can they can can they continue the story between no. Wyatt and Brian? No, until no. I think April? if Daniel Bryan, I think if no, I think if Daniel Bryan wins, he goes back to Brock. He goes for Brock. And he tries and he tries to he, he okay. goes back to the Brock and tries to conquer Brock one more time. Okay, that's a good. That'd be a good time to revive that story. Right. If he won the Rumble. So there's definitely a lot of scenarios here. This can go anyway, and it's kind of crazy how we're already in the. The end of January, we have no clue what to expect at WrestleMania. We usually already have at least a quarter of the matches. I have an idea of a few of the matches. We have no idea what's going to happen. The only match I know that's going to happen is going to be Sting versus Undertaker, and that's about it, though. Um, but aside from that, is Bray Wyatt. <laughs> but aside from that, man, like I'm looking forward to this weekend. This is essentially, not essentially, officially the start of the road, the kickoff of the road to WrestleMania. Yes, so now is. we're on a long road all the way to Tampa Bay for WrestleMania 36. So are you ready, Doc? Are you ready to rumble? Oh, I was born ready to rumble. Because I'm ready to rumble uh, this Sunday, the 26th. One of my favorite pay-per-views. Love the rumble. Uh, mine too. It, it's, it's such yeah. a fun pay-per-view. I'm also going to show my lady friend, uh, Amanda, never watched wrestling before, so... She's going to watch Royal Rumble with me on Sunday. I figured yeah. it's a it's a good first uh, first introduction to wrestling. Watch Royal yeah. Rumble. Yeah. <laughs> and, and she, like she's wrestling. like, how long is it? like an hour? I'm like, no, nah, maybe like four hours, maybe maybe five with the kickoff show. She's like, oh my maybe god, maybe seven, maybe seven, <laughs> maybe, maybe seven. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> so, but. We're well, almost this like weekend. It. It's going to be a great show. Looking forward to the kickoff of WrestleMania season. But unfortunately, Doc, on that note, that's all the time we have for today. That's all the time we got. So with that being said, if this is your first time tuning in, thank you for listening to episode 59 of The Fourth Wall. If you've enjoyed the show, please be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at fourth wall cast that's the number four t-h-w-a-l-l-c-a-s-t and also please give the fourth wall pop network a follow on twitter at fourth wall pop that's fourth wall spelt out f-o-u-r-t-h-w-a-l-l pop because pop goes is the all, all caps oh pop goes the weasel that's a good one i like that but be sure to tune in and check us out every Sunday exclusively on the Fourth Wall Pop Network where we are here to help make it pop and give you all the news and reviews, opinions and reactions for all things in music, TV, pro wrestling, film, sports, and so much more. You can find me on Twitter at JC Bones. That's Bones with a Z. You can follow Doc on Twitter at Dr. Haas. 4WC, and while you're there, you can go check out our third man, Johnny Smarks, at Johnny Smarks a lot. Doc, that's all the time we have for today. It's been a pleasure, my friend. It's, it's been fun. It's yeah. always a pleasure staring at your at your beard yeah. across the way. One day my beard's gonna be just as long as yours. We're gonna tangle our. Can we braid our beards together? When I'm older, I want to do like you know how Dumbledore had the thing in his beard where he oh, like yeah. he put like the thing in his beard like kind of like tied it together it was yeah. like a almost like a, something that you would put a curtain like through. Yes, like that. I've seen I, those. If I ever got a beard that long, I would think about doing that. But yeah, when I'm older, older, mm-hmm. and my hair really starts like you know not being as out there, I'm gonna I'm gonna dread it. I kind of nice. like Bray Wyatt. That's my plan. Why don't you dread your beard? 
Nah, I don't want to do that. You don't want to do that? All right. Well, you're, you're, you're no fun. But Shit, if first, you man, you ever pull down your beard, dude, it's not comfy. Yeah, dude, I do all the time. I always play with it because if you pull on it, it makes the hair longer. That's not how it works. Remember those words. <laughs> on that note, fam, that if you, you guys have enjoyed, head? if you guys have enjoyed the show, please be sure to tell all your friends to like, share, and subscribe, and help this thing grow and grow and continue to be your biggest draw for the critics, the marks, the casual, and the hardcore. Once again, we are the fourth wall wrestle. Wow, we are not the fourth wall wrestle cast. We are the fourth wall cast, and we are here to make it pop. Goodbye and good night. I knew I, was, I knew I was gonna say WrestleCast at some point in this show. It was about to happen. I love you so much. You're the best. I hope I get to like shake your hand one day. Maybe give you a high five. We get a beer together. Maybe, maybe a nice piece of fish. I'll make sure I send this uh, episode directly to Eli. Send to the DM for Eli. I'm gonna name my first child number ten. <laughs> I wasn't just say Eli. And, and, and Tops. And Manny Tops. Thank you, Eli. Never forget those two Super Bowls. Before I go to these thoughts, Intercontinental title, that's SmackDown, right? Correct. Yes. Hold on. Okay. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll cut that out. Yeah, yeah. I could see. Sorry. I. I could. <laughs> I could see Strowman. <laughs>